0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is believed.
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobbed one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. All-fake <laughs> Here's the snap, pressure coming from the outside, Brady throws it back, hot ball first out of the 50, outside the number's 40, to the 30-yard line, to the 25, Ed paraman Rashad Perriman, touchdown Tampa Bay, Fox ran in overtime! This is the big nasty, yeah, big nasty, all-fame Tempe Buccaneer fan, baby! This is
2: Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire!
1: Brother, you ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And yeah, there the cannons going. Fire them. Keep
0: yeah. on them. Keep on firing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just about 24 hours away from playing their first home playoff game in over a decade. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast on YouTube today for episode 246. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, Evan Wanish. He doesn't get the special introduction this week. We are also joined by a very special guest to help us preview today's game. Mr. Bucks Nation on YouTube, aka our good buddy, James Hill. How you doing, James?
2: I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. We're we're back to Buccaneers playoff football, man. It, It feels pretty darn good but also it is kind of bittersweet too because that means you know we're only potentially a couple of short weeks away here from uh not having Buccaneers football for another good chunk of time so you know hey let's let's enjoy this playoff run while it lasts you know
0: it is a little bit of a scary thought when you put it in the sense that like yeah if the Bucks lose this week they go home and their season is done and uh, I think there is nothing that we would like less than them being bounced in the first round by the philadelphia eagles so hopefully for not only our sake but the entire city of tampa's sake the Bucks can find a way this weekend to get the job done and keep it moving but before they can even focus on the next game they have to focus on this week because that is the nature of the playoffs that is what happens if you look ahead they were looking ahead when they played washington another nfc east team just like this philadelphia eagles team where when they went and played Washington, they were probably looking ahead, and I think that's part of the reason they lost that game. Uh, you have no chance to do that in the playoffs, whether you're the defending Super Bowl champions or the first overall draft pick. If you get ahead of yourself in the playoffs, you will lose ten times out of ten.
1: Yeah, yeah. If if you're if you're looking towards the second round already, this Bucks team one doesn't deserve to win, and two won't win. So uh, yeah, they got to focus at the task at hand and. It's not like the nhl it's not like the nba this isn't a seven game series where you can oh we lost game one okay we can bounce back no that, that's it so um it, it is do or die right now and uh, yeah they're going to come out with their best effort on sunday
0: hey quick ad break but uh let me tell you about our guys over at betonline.ag one of our main sponsors of the podcast for over a year at this point from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing ufc Right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website they have to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and a proud sponsor of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Come to find out, we have got some breaking news regarding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Leonard Fournette has been ruled out. He will not be activated off of IR this week per a report from Jenna Lane. Gio Bernard and Levante David will be available. But Evan, the Bucs are shorthanded at the running back position this week. The playoff Lenny not being out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, obviously. And um, you know, it, it'll be not only a playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette, but obviously Ronald Jones will be out as well. So down their top two running backs. Um, the good news is that it does sound like Giovanni Bernard's going to play. Adam Schefter reported that both are likely and expected to play, both Levante David and Giovanni Bernard. So um it sounds like both of them guys will be fine. Uh so you, you gain a running back, but you're not gonna gain another one. And obviously it's it's a loss, but I do think that giovanni bernard uh levion bell Keishon vaughn i think they're capable of getting the job done it may not be pretty but i do think they're they're capable of getting the job done as for levante david obviously that's a huge uh bonus there to get him back before we dive
0: into this game i just wanted to recap some quick bucks headlines from throughout the week the bucks are obviously not going into this game shorthanded we talked about a lot of key guys coming back from injury but not only that they have some accolades to their names as well Along that offensive line, big right tackle. Tristan Wirfs was named the first AP All-Pro in team history at the offensive lineman position. So a really great season for Tristan Wirfs. And uh, that guy's just carrying the momentum that he set his rookie year. He actually came out and said that Tom Brady addressed him actually after he found out he won the AP award. And he said, awesome, good for you. Now you've set the standard. And uh, luckily for tristan worse his mentality about it is exactly what it needs to be brian baldinger was doing one of his uh his film breakdowns especially the offensive linemen those are always fun to watch when you get baldy looking at some tape but he always breaks down tristan worse he loves doing it and t Wirfs' response to that was uh the Hague's never in the barn And if you guys know what that expression means it tells you all you need to know about that big offensive tackle from iowa that guy has just been kicking ass and taking names I do have one question about the All-Pro second team, I guess. I had seen it floating around, or I had actually seen it posted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that Tom Brady is a second-team All-Pro. Is that a – that's a thing, right?
1: It's a second team. Aaron Rodgers was the first team. So, essentially, Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Um, it's it's the same voters that vote on this, that vote for MVP. Um but now it's not official that that wasn't the MVP award, but it's the same exact voters. So um, that really gives you, a you know, really a significant look or signal that uh, what's coming. Um, but yeah, technically, I guess he's, he is second team. I'm not really sure if there is a, you're saying, oh, second team AP All-Pro. Like, um, there's a few other books that got some votes, but no, no, I don't believe anybody else really, really made the cut.
0: The way that that ratio of voting was split, by the way, it wasn't necessarily a close race between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. It was like a ratio of I think thirty-four to sixteen, so a little over double yeah, votes.
1: but it was it was the closest since um, Matt Ryan and Tom Brady in twenty sixteen. So normally wow. they haven't been that close. It's it's a pretty close it's a pretty close race for the, those standards.
0: Hey, well, thanks for putting it in that context for us. Let's go ahead and dive into this week's opponents. So the Buccaneers do have their hands full this weekend at home. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles are coming to town. And these teams actually played way back in, God, it feels like it was two weeks ago, but way back earlier in the season. I think it was week six this matchup took yep. place. And uh, this was in Philly. The Buccaneers victorious in that one, twenty-eight 28-22. But one thing that is important to note about that game is, is that you can obviously go back and watch it, but the Bucks were in control of probably 75% of that game. And then towards the end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter, the Eagles found a way to really get back into it. And it came down to one final offensive possession for Philadelphia. And then at the end, the Bucks had to kind of chew out the clock. I think that was Tom Brady taking the sneak up the middle, and then that was like the game, right? The Bucks very well could have lost that game. Um, but they were able to hold on and win, which is very important. But... Here these two teams are again. It's the postseason. These are two very, very different football teams from what they were in week six. Uh, for both of these teams, it's important to look at how they did down the stretch of the season. The Bucks um, lost two games in the final stretch of the season there after yeah. week six, and uh, the Eagles only went on to lose one.
1: Yeah, they, they lost, obviously, the last week to the Cowboys, um, but... You know, they're there the Eagles are playing all their backups so you can kind of put an you know an asterisk next to that one. That doesn't really you know nobody's the the Eagles didn't have anything to play for. They rested everybody. That one that loss doesn't really matter even though the stats will, you know, it'll show up in the stats, but like that loss didn't really matter. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about what the Eagles are going to bring to the table. And I think some of the biggest differences between this team now compared to week six. Uh quarterback Jalen Hurts said in a press conference this week that they have quote revolutionize the philly offense coming into this week's matchup with that being said you look at what the eagles do well they come into tampa with the nfl's best running game basically averaging 160 yards per game Uh, but over the last 10 weeks of the season that number has increased to 190 yards per game the running backs only got nine carries in the first eagles and bucks game but as we had just said so many times these are two different teams now so with Philly running the ball a lot more and a hell of a lot more efficiently, it'll be interesting to see if the Bucks' run defense can step up this week. And that's also something we talked about a little bit on the Mailbag Show this week, Evan.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, you know, it, it'll be important. And like you said, these two teams are very different. And the Eagles have, have been really hot. Um, but, uh, you know, they've also... They face some not so good competition. We'll get into a little bit later, uh, but yeah, I mean, they are, they're a different offense right now uh, when they played the books, they were really struggling early on in the season, trying to find an identity and, you know, they had a first year head coach. So um, it, it was definitely a different and uh, the, the books, like you said, the Bucks are different too. The Bucks haven't been as dominant against the ground as, um, you know, they were in the first half of the season or in past seasons. Right. They haven't been as dominant as because teams are starting to scheme ways to to work around that and, and try to run on them. And I don't think the Eagles will be any different. Now, do I think the Eagles will go out and not throw the ball at all with Jalen Hurts? No, I think they're they're gonna mix some of it in because the they still do realize that the the weakness of the Bucks is probably, you know, their their pass coverage. If you get those linebackers having to drop back and um you know cover the pass. But I, I do think that you're going to see a lot of outside runs from Philly. You're going to see a lot of zone reads from Philly. And I don't really think they're going to change from their game plan that's been working over the past eight games or so. Um, and what has gotten them to this point right now. So I don't really think you're going to see much of a change there. But it'll be interesting to see how the Bucks, assuming they're relatively healthy, um, on the defensive side, how the Bucks also attack it. Because um, if they get Levante David back this week, that was somebody they didn't have in week six when these last team, when these teams last played.
2: Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. You know, um, you guys both made this a point. Um, you know, <clears throat> back in week six, that was kind of the start, right, of the Bucks' run defense being, you know, struggling a little bit, right, throughout this year. That I think that Eagles game was really the first game where you started to see the cracks form uh, in this run defense. But like Evan said, you know, you didn't have, uh, you know, a really big piece to that run defense like Levante David. So if he is available, if he is playing, that's going to obviously add another dynamic. You're also going to have Shaq Barrett, JPP there as well, which, you know, both those guys being out could also be reasons as to why the Bucks' run defense has been struggling here um, towards the, you know, second half of the season. So there's definitely going to be a lot of moving parts. Um, it's going to be an interesting thing to pay attention to. Um, best case for the Bucks is if, you know, if they can somehow stop that rushing juggernaut and, and try and force Jalen Hurts to pass the ball, uh, much like what they, you know, did there, you know, back in week six, you know, Hurts didn't have the best game passing. So uh, if they are able to make him pass the ball, that'll certainly help out their chances, I think.
0: Yeah, we've heard from Todd Bowles before, you know, one of the major tools of this Bucks defense is the ability to make teams one-dimensional. If you can force a guy like Jalen Hurts to throw the ball more than 30 times a game, maybe some mistakes are going to happen and the Bucs can take advantage. You look at some games this season where they had to do that. Carson Wentz against Indy, right? Looked like the Bucks were going to lose that game until Carson Wentz had to start throwing the ball. Like, that's, that's where a defensive approach like that can pay off after some time, but we talk about the run game and defending it for Philly. Not only has the run game kind of become a main facet for this Philly offense, but it allows them to beat the Bucs in other way than just tearing up their defense. It keeps Tom Brady off of the field. And I think that's going to be you know, exactly what the Birds are going to want to do this weekend because we've spent a lot of time over the last two weeks here talking about how Tom Brady is a potential MVP candidate right now, in my opinion. I think in all three of our opinions, he should probably win it. But we know that's likely not going to be the case. That's okay. He feeds off of that bulletin board material anyways. But, like, the Eagles also know that too, right? They know that they don't want Tom Brady out there throwing the ball 40 to 50 times. Because even though this wide receiver room is shorthanded, Tom Brady has won, for, uh, won with less. And he's going to find the guy who's open. It doesn't matter who. He could be thrown to a fan they just pulled out of the stands. As long as he's open and has a little bit of cushion, he's probably going to make that catch, right? So, the Eagles know that, and keeping Tom Brady off of the field is exactly what they want to do. As far as the weather update goes, the last time we talked to you on Wednesday, looked like it was going to be rain. Uh, Evan, do you have the latest on this week's Can of Fire Weather Watch?
1: Yeah, so one, I, you know, even though we are doing the weather watch, the the weather has been overblown for this game a little bit at well, it's this point it's, it, the weather's I, always
0: over how many times did I tell you on Wednesday no, like weather guys mean, I'm, I'm saying here
1: wrong all the time I'm, oh, I'm not saying by the meteorologist I'm saying by like fans like fans uh, are wondering if they're if they're gonna postpone the game or if they're gonna oh. like it's not gonna be like what well, are pe- we talking people about make
0: you think that they're about to play in like a category two hurricane yeah
1: <laughs> yeah like like that's what i'm talking about like it's just like it's getting a little bit ridiculous um so there is supposed to be you know not so great weather but the the good news is that it seems like the rain is actually going to come earlier so it seems like the rain won't be raining as much during the actual game it'll be earlier in the day the field will probably be slick it'll probably be a little bit wet um the only thing is though that those winds are still expected to be there uh during the game i believe it's 10 to 20 miles an hour uh winds so that's the only cause for concern there it seems like the rain is going to be moving out quicker than expected so i don't know if that's going to really play much of a factor during the game but the winds are still going to be there and they'll still be a little bit chilly um mid to low 60s i believe so um yeah it'll be it'll be a factor i think for a a team that throws the ball to me rain is rain right it's just it's water at the end of the day like players have dealt with it but wind is what really affects when you pass the ball right because wind can affect the the throw like it can literally affect where you're throwing the football um and i think as a team that like tampa who is gonna want to throw the ball uh, versus a team like Philly who's going to want to run the ball, the conditions still favor Philly, even though the conditions won't be as bad as originally thought.
0: Wanted to talk about the return of some other starters along that defensive line. JPP and Shaq Barrett are expected to be back in the lineup this week, and I just wanted to ask you really quickly, Evan, how do you think this defensive line shapes up against Philly? I know they met earlier this season, but... I don't exactly remember them getting to Jalen Hurts a ton in that game. But, yeah, how do you think this defensive line stacks up against Philly for round two in the playoffs?
1: Well, you know, it's 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 tough because Philly's strength has been up front as well. Um, Philly's offensive line has been really good. They've been consistently good over the past, you know, five or six seasons, really. And it also doesn't make it easier when you have a quarterback that is able to escape pressure. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not just going to stand back there and be a statue in the pocket Um, he's going to be able to move around and he's going to avoid a lot that's what they did uh, when these two teams last played when the Bucs got pressure Jalen Hurts was able to escape it that's why the Bucks. I don't even if they had a sack it wasn't many Um, I'm not sure if they even had a sack Um, but you know like I said Jalen Hurts is able to escape that. So to me, it's going to be important to not only get pressure, but also it's going to be where the pressure comes from. Because if you lose contain, Hurts is a guy that can easily beat you with his legs. And uh, you can't let that happen on a consistent basis. So got to get home. But it's going to be a challenge to get home because this is literally, I think, probably the Eagles' best unit on their entire team. Is the offensive line i think so it'll be definitely interesting to see but having shaq barrett and jcp are paul back um, will definitely help that even though both guys probably won't be a 100 percent uh they they should be uh, better and an improvement over what you've seen the past few weeks which hasn't been bad but it hasn't been great
0: well looking back at that week six matchup the bucks had two sacks in that game on defense you want to take a guess at who was involved
1: uh Cam Gill, and Shaq Barrett.
0: Uh, Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, the two guys returning okay. this week. <laughs> JPP finished with a half sack with Vita Vea that game, and uh, Shaq Barrett had one all to himself. So it wasn't an overly productive day for Tampa Bay, uh, but the guys who were able to get it done are going to be returning this weekend, which is more good news for that Bucs defensive line. James, your thoughts on uh, some of the matchups this week.
2: Yeah, you know, like like Evan said, um, you know, the Eagles do have a pretty darn good offensive line so you know it's 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 gonna be tough this is gonna be a tough game you know i i I came into this playoff you know situation for the bucks thinking you know there really isn't gonna be an easy game here you know like all the teams that are in the playoffs for the nfc are all pretty darn good teams uh the eagles are no exception they really can they match up very uh interestingly against the bucks right in in a lot of different ways um so it's going to be up to guys like shaq barrett and jason pierre paul you know to to really try and apply and get that pressure you know thankfully you have guys like anthony nelson who were able to come in you know when they were out and really generate some good pressure get a couple of sacks of their own so it's going to be nice to have people like that in your rotation joe Tryon's going to be there as well Uh, but i still think it's it's going to be a difficult matchup for the buccaneers you know front seven against this eagles offensive line um so you're really gonna have to hope that you know guys like shaq bear at jpp they come back and you know they're able to play well in their returns right um you also have invita Bay there he just signed a massive extension you know we have talked about this time and time and time again um hopefully that'll help create some opportunities for some of those guys one-on-one as well because you know they're going to need those opportunities with this eagles uh, offensive line
0: Yeah, and if there's one guy that i got to pick on that defensive line that I will be paying the most attention to this week, it's going to be JPP. Uh, One, we have talked about just kind of the absence that has been felt along that defensive line. I I know he wasn't playing 100% this season, and that was definitely felt as well, but one of the big things I noticed this week, not only is he returning from injury after not playing for multiple games, but... The way he's talking, man, I, I know he has always talked a big game. Like, he talked a big game early in the season when he was hurt and not really doing anything. But he's telling everybody to get ready for a new JPP. They're showing some footage from uh, from practice, and he's waving his arms up in the air over his head, which is kind of a big deal if you have a torn rotator cuff. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table this week. He is, as we mentioned on the mailbag, 8-0 in career playoff games. So hopefully that streak can continue this weekend, but uh, if he hopes for it to continue, it's going to have to start with him stepping up and being the pass rusher that the Bucks signed him to be because we've seen him do it before in Tampa Bay. He has had double digit sack seasons here in Tampa Bay. He almost had double digit sack seasons off of a broken freaking neck. I mean, JPP is basically the Kurt angle of that defensive line. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, he's going to be dealing with a lot of pain, um, just because, you know, he got rest, the torn rotator cuff, it's still going to be there. Uh, Bruce Arians even acknowledged that he says, you know, he acknowledged that he thinks the rest helped him, but he's still going to have to play through that. So uh, I'm not sure how much production you're going to see. I, I don't know. T- to me, Jason Pierre-Paul hasn't looked like the same player all season. Uh, I know it's it's partly injuries, but I don't know how much of a change you're going to see. I think as far as pass rushing goes, I think in the run game, he will help as far as run defense and setting the edge and stuff. But as far as being a, a dynamic pass rusher, I'm I'm not sure how much you're going to see. I think that's going to have to come from guys like Shaq Barrett and maybe even Vita Vey and Adam Kansu stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good to have him out there, especially as just as a leader, right, as, as a guy who – um can, can bring more energy to that defense and, and can hopefully give them a boost when they need it if the eagles you know if they have a scoring drive and the defense is starting to maybe get down on themselves TVP can hopefully you know bring them back up and and make them start playing again because this is you know this is do or die right now and he understands that right he's 8-0 in playoff games but yeah, he hasn't had much playoff experience, but at the same time he has because he's played an eight. Oh um, we talked about just how you know spoiled he is, really. I mean, <laughs> making the playoffs twice and winning the Super Bowl both times. that's yeah, crazy. Um, but um yeah, he's got enough experience. He knows what it takes to win these types of games, and I think he's gonna go out there and try his best to do it.
2: Yeah, and then also it helps you have a guy like Anthony Nelson, too, who you know can rotate in. In case you need him to right i think that that's that's huge to have a guy like that you know kind of emerge this season right for the buccaneers defense while jpp was getting that rest and you know like you said evan um it it helps right any little bit helps at this point right because i'm sure if jpp uh was still playing you know and didn't get that rest forget about it you know what i mean like his effectiveness would have probably plummeted you know so now that he's gotten you know, I, I don't remember how many weeks he was out for, but I know he did get a, hell, a good amount of rest, I think, um, which I think will, you know, can only do good things, right? You know, keep him as fresh as humanly possible. Like you said, though, you know, these guys aren't going to be playing at 100%. Nobody is at this point in the year anyway, but, you know, especially in the case of JPP, dealing with the injuries he's dealt with this year, Um which it seems like every year he has situations like that. And he he still always kind of pushes through and puts up some decent numbers. So uh, if fingers crossed, he can do it again, right? But but, uh, again, it still is nice to have a guy like Anthony Nelson in your back pocket and Joe Tryon as well. you know in case you need them in this playoff matchup
1: so jason peter paul's last game was december 19th so he hasn't played in almost a month so that was you know he's gotten significant rest so hopefully we see a sort of like i said torn rotator cuff ain't going away but hopefully you see a you know re-energized player there that, that can make an impact
0: let's take a look at the other side of the football now when the bucks played the eagles in week six lenny ran the ball 22 times 81 yards. He also got himself a pair of touchdowns, which was nice. But it's also important to note just how much better the Eagles' run defense has gotten since that game. I know the Cowboys just dropped a 50 burger on Philly, and it's important to remember that they were playing most of their backups on defense. Uh, I think, man, I think the Cowboys put up like 170 plus yards on him in that game. It was quite the clinic on the ground. Um, But they have gotten much better. I mean, believe it or not, they finished the season as a top 10 run defense in the NFL. They only average about 108 uh, 108 yards per game, and they are sixth best in yards per carry, holding teams to right around four yards per carry. Lenny finished with 3.7 the
1: last time these two teams played. So... Which one's gonna give this week? Um, Keyshawn Vaughn, Le'Veon Bell, Slash Ronald Jones, like they filled in fine, right? They, they did their jobs. Um, but I think it's clear that this season the best running back far away on this the best running back on this roster has been Leonard Fournette. And how do you feel about Le'Veon
0: Bell stepping up, man? We talked a yeah. little bit about him this week on Wednesday. Uh LeVeon Bell not necessarily going to be getting the most carries, but he has kind of taken that role as the third down back saw a little bit more of them when Keyshawn Vaughn was out there Ronald Jones but I know he's been limited but I really like what I have seen from Le'Veon Bell catching the ball I'd say like out of all of our quote pass catching backs it probably looks the most natural with number six and uh, hopefully if the Bucks have to start throwing the ball to running backs this week not only is Le'Veon Bell pretty good at picking up a block he's pretty good at running a route every now and again so I'd like to see him get involved in the offensive game plan this week if Leonard Fournette
1: cannot be that guy. Um, he's a very natural pass catcher. He, he's done it before. He has a lot of experience doing it. You can tell. Um, I, I think it, you know most impressive to me has been his pass blocking. I think Le'Veon Bell has been a tremendous pass blocker, and that's something they've been looking for out of their running backs. So I do think you might see him for a few snaps here and there, especially if Fournette kind of, you know, even if he can, but like, he hasn't played in, in a few weeks right he's coming off an injury do you want to play him for 30 40 snaps right like do you want to play him for that much so um yeah i do think you might see a little bit of levy on bell and maybe even Keyshawn vaughn if G, you know if gia bernard can't go and are limited to kind of three running backs there i do think you could see you know, all three of those guys contribute in some way
2: yeah I, th- I think that's definitely a possibility there with bell you know maybe they'll maybe they'll use him kind of how they were using you know giovanni bernard at the beginning of the season right in two minute situations um you know it, and kind of in like you know yeah the, again those those similar situations that they were using giovanni bernard right and we saw that a little bit here in the past couple of weeks to end out the year where uh bell was in on those two minute drills bell was in in kind of those clutch situations as the receiving back
0: and talking about this buccaneers passing attack let's focus on the quarterback tom brady believe it or not we haven't talked a lot about him this week uh, and that's probably because of the weather conditions we've been pre-facing this entire episode with. But let's get into this potential passing attack for the Bucks. I-, I think the biggest key this week, whether it's raining, whether it's windy or not, it could be sunny and 65 degrees at 1 o'clock for all I care. I, I think creativity in the offensive play calling is really going to have to start to show from Byron Leftwich This is usually the time of the year where every offensive coordinator who is still playing in the league is going to bring something special out of their bag, but Byron's got to do that this week. And if the weather doesn't allow Tom Brady to rip it and grip it 25 yards down the field to a wide-open Rob Gronkowski, you're going to have to work to adjust that throughout the game. And I think I was actually talking to a guy up at the local barbecue spot next to my house the other day. I was decked out in my Buck's creamsicle stuff. He looks over, he says, How about them bucks, baby? And we had ourselves a red and pewter conversation, but he said it himself. He's like, look, dude, he said if Byron cannot, you know, find a way to get creative on offense or at least just effectively move the ball, uh, you look at what's worked for guys in the past, Tom Brady in particular. I don't think Byron Leftwich should be afraid of a little dink and dunk offense this week, if that's what it comes down to. I mean, it won Brady a couple of wings in the past, uh, a couple of rings in the past with less receivers. Wouldn't it be great if he actually won chicken wings from winning all those Super be Bowls? Great. Yeah, yeah won him a couple of wings in the past. Um, but Tom Brady has won a couple of championships with a dink and dunk offense and you know some janitor playing at receiver. So. I just think the creativity on offense really needs to come through this week and I'm I'm looking for Byron to deliver something like that.
1: I mean, I I don't understand the narrative there. That that's what, what they've been doing. Oh, well, that's what they've been doing. Like when like the the Saints game was really to me the last time they forcefully fed the ball down the field. Like that is the last time. Like seriously. And even before then, the Bills game, fine for the most part. The Falcons game, definitely fine. The first two drives of the Falcons game in Atlanta, they were just dinking and dunking all the way down the field. Um, and to me, it, it really changed after that Washington game. And that's when a lot of teams, Washington started playing a lot of cover two and start starting to put a lot in front of them and not letting you go behind them. And that's what the Bucks have adjusted to. So yes, has it been exactly a hundred percent, you know, pretty and effective. No, because it's still Bruce Arians' offense. And believe it or not, Tom Brady doesn't just want to throw the ball five yards and then you know, <laughs> get gets to, get to the next play. He wants to push the ball down the field too. The issue, this Eagles defense does not allow that. It, it, it's not going to happen. The, the one time the Bucks tried it in Philly, it was intercepted. Now, it was a miscommunication. Brady looked for A.B., and I guess A.B. must have ran something wrong or, or something, and it was intercepted by the safety. But that was a deep ball. That, that, that was that was the one you know the deep ball that you know they were looking for and Philly does not allow that they're one of the teams that just you know they strictly like try to keep everything in front of them so defensive coordinator for the Eagles Jonathan Gannon he's gonna you know he he's gonna let Brady sit back there and take the check down it's gonna be up to Brady he has to be patient you have to be patient in this game if you're looking for the big kill shot every single play you're gonna it's not gonna work like it's, it's not gonna work it's gonna be turned over or it's gonna be incomplete and you're gonna end up punting like it's not gonna work so you said you know he might not be able to the weather might not let him grip it and rip it 25 yards down the field of gronkowski the eagles won't let that like that's just not what they do it's not what they their defense is predicated on not allowing big plays but what they do allow is the short seven, eight yards. So, what Brady's going to do is be patient. And these wide receivers are going to have to be patient as well, as sitting in a lot of them zones. The Eagles rarely play man, they just don't do it a ton. So, they're going to be playing a lot of zone. And Brady's going to have to see it and recognize it. And you're right, though. I mean, the offensive play calling does have to be creative. Like it, it does. Um, you know, I thought the game plan overall last week was fine. It just, they got off to a little bit of a slow start. They had three plays in the first quarter. The Panthers controlled the whole clock, which, like we talked about earlier, that's what the Eagles are going to try to do, right? The Eagles are going to try to replicate that exact first quarter from the Panthers last week, the exact thing. Keep Brady off the field and let the Bucs have three or four plays on offense, and that's it. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's it's an interesting matchup because the, Philly takes away what the Bucs want to do but the Bucks have also shown the willingness to be patient. It's just now I think it's up to Brady to, you know, he has to be patient and maybe there's a shot there every now and then, but it's not going to be there consistently. And I think he realizes that
2: he, you know, and, and it kind of goes back right to Fournette being available, heck Gronk's available. Rob Gronkowski was not in the last time the Tampa Bay oh, yeah. Buccaneers played the Philadelphia that's huge.
1: In my opinion and and oj howard you know the the fill-in tight end had his best game you know this season against philly so maybe gronkowski has a lot of success there too
2: right so i think that having those two
1: guys is so huge so important
0: to this tampa bay buccaneers passing attack and what they're gonna do um yeah i i think um and i'll i didn't mean to cut you off i'll let you finish here in a second but i i do agree here I think if anything on this offense can be an X factor, any given week, it's going to be Rob Gronkowski because listen, the chemistry between Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, it's on a different level. It doesn't matter how the offense is playing that week. It doesn't matter how the game plan is, you know, working or not working against a given defense that week. If Tom Brady sees something specific on the defense before the snap and he lets Gronk know nine times out of 10, those guys are going to be able to make it work. And I mean, it, Again, it's just one of those things where it's always so unpredictable because not only is Rob Gronkowski this monster of a human being at tight end that whatever linebacker or DB is going to be on him is going to have to make sure you know he focuses on keeping this guy covered. So that in itself is enough of a chore. But on top of all of that, just the unpredictability of whenever Tom Brady's going to be looking his way because – it could literally like there's literally times I'm sure throughout the season where the only people in the stadium or on the field who knew that Gronk was going to be getting the ball was Tom Brady and Gronk. So it's like, yeah, it's some, definitely something to get excited about as we talk about, you know, not just what the Bucks need to do well, but what they can do well. And when you have a guy like Tom Brady at quarterback, stuff like that is is stuff that he can do well and has been doing well for a very, very long time in the NFL. Sorry to cut you off, James. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, no, but
2: but like you said, man, it, it's it's a reason to get excited. You know, you you talked about like you know, kind of dinking and dunking. You know, Rob Gronkowski's kind of that safety blanket type player, right? You know, where you can throw it to him five yards down the field, and he's just so stinking big and strong. He can take three or four guys with him, uh, you know, and fight for those first downs. Fournette can do similar things. So again. You know, I know it's like, oh, funny memes, ha ha, Brady always throws to Gronk, he always throws to Fournette, but like, that's going to be huge in this game, I think. Um, you know, Fournette obviously was there last time these two teams played, Gronk wasn't, so it's going to add another interesting element that we we have not seen yet, you know, when these two teams have played each other. So I think it's going to be huge. Going back to Byron Luftwitch with his play creativity, you know um we saw a little bit of that to end off the regular season right couple of scotty miller end arounds you know i don't know if they've got anything crazy in their back pockets where you know they're throwing it back to like tyler johnson or brashad perriman and then they're gonna throw a you know 40-yard bomb somehow tom brady gets behind the defense you know i don't think i don't know if they've got anything like that in their back pocket
0: but um they're gonna they're gonna roll out the tampa special this week
2: right you know and obviously you know the tom brady has a history here with the eagles that goes without you know being said for the most part but you know obviously you know everybody expects byron leftwich to be you know creative with his play calling um and he has a lot of reasons to be you know i tell you one team that's going to be looking at this you know how byron leftwich calls this game is going to be a team like the jacksonville jaguars you know it, it's uh you know, right now, I think it's being reported that Leftwich is like the betting favorite, I think, to get that kind of job. Um, so, you know, it's to Leftwich's own benefit, too, if he had a little bit of spice into his game plan, you know, and and kind of throw some interesting things out there and proves that he can be versatile in his play calling and throw some things out there that are, uh, you know, different from what the narrative may be around Byron Leftwitch as an OC. So, you know, there there's definitely a lot of good reasons for Leftwich here to, to throw out some different stuff than what we've seen.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, all reports are that he's the favorite in Jacksonville. It sounds like the Jaguars want him. That um, sounds like that's what's going to happen. Um, but uh, it's not not confirmed, but it just, you know, the current rumors, that it sounds like that's what's going to happen. Unless maybe the Bucs go on the next, you know, a Super Bowl run, and maybe Jacksonville gets impatient. Who knows? Um, but anyways, I mean, we got to talk about the elephant in the room here before we get to the game predictions and everything, and that's the wide receiver room. Right, because obviously last time these teams played, they didn't have Gronkowski, but they had Mike Evans, they had Chris Godwin, and they had Antonio Brown, they had all three of them, and now they won't have two out of the three, so it's going to be an adjustment. Uh, there's going to have to be an adjustment there. And guys like Tyler Johnson, Prashad Perryman, they're going to have to step up. Even a guy like Cyril Grayson, not available now. So uh, you're going to have to find ways to get the ball in guys like brashaw Perryman's hands in space. Find ways to get the ball in Mike Evans's hands. You can do that, right? Like you can scheme Mike Evans' open. It's not just like Mike Evans can just run go routes and 50-50 balls. You know, you can scheme him to get you know, get him open a little bit. Um you know there are ways to do that i look at you know especially with gronkowski too that when they, gronkowski needed that one catch reaches incentive that was a schemed play They schemed Gronkowski open on that play to get him five, six yards just to get him a catch. Do that consistently. Obviously you can't do it every single time. Defenses will sniff it out, but do that every now and then to get, just get some yards, you know, make it more manageable situations for you. Um, And it's gonna be important. Obviously they they recently signed John Brown to their practice squad. I wouldn't expect him to play. I'd be surprised if he played. If they advance, maybe you see John Brown if surreal Grayson can't go or something. but uh, yeah i think one of these guys either brashad perryman or tyler johnson it can't just be mike evans right it can't just be him in the wide receiver room even like scotty bill or somebody's got to step up i think and it'll be interesting to see who that guy may be i have uh
0: oh man this is scary territory because the last time i had a bold prediction when james was on the show everything went wrong but i do have a bold prediction this week and i i think Prashad Perryman is that guy who steps up if there's anything that gives me that feeling it was that circus sideline catch that he made against the Panthers in the final week of the regular season uh, I think this guy's about to be on one like I, I don't think he's gonna go out there and get 200 yards in the first half on one but I think he can step up and be that guy We we talked a lot about how he was that guy or he was forced into the role of being that guy for the Bucs in late 2019, and uh, he went out there and thrived. I really thought he played like a number one wide receiver at the tail end of 2019. Now, it's been a little over two years. Hard to believe it's been almost three years since 2019 at this point, but uh, you know time has passed. I I don't know if he'll be as electric as he was during that time in the season, but I do think he can step it up. He has showed us the speed. He has showed us the pass-catching ability Like i don't doubt that he can go and get it if he has to but uh he's just gonna have to make sure he's on his p's and q's this week and i think if he is he's gonna be getting a lot of targets you know i I like
2: rashad perriman you know of course um you know i I like tyler johnson and those guys ability to step up but you know again like evan said earlier in the show you know the wind's gonna play a big factor into that you know some of these guys it's gonna be a lot tougher for them already in a tough situation right you know, for them having to step up in, in such a, uh, you know, clutch type of situation here in a playoff game, and you factor in the wind into that, it, it's going to be, you know, a difficult situation there for them to deal with. But, you know, like you said, Rhett, you know, love Brashad Perriman. He does have a chance to, you know, really get going here. If if some stuff does fall, you know, favorably towards him, But um, we'll just have to wait and see. You know, but again, I, I do love Brashad Perriman, do love Tyler Johnson and their ability to step up. Hopefully they can do that here in this game.
0: Let's go ahead and start to wrap things up this week with the weekly checklist and, of course, some score predictions after that. Uh, so basically every single week here on the show, we do something called the weekly checklist for the game preview. Basically what it is, three things the Bucks are going to need to do. They want to come out victorious this week against the Philadelphia Eagles in their first home playoff game in a very long time. It's kind of daunting right it's it's a little bit of an uneasy feeling because this could be our final weekly checklist of the season and we like don't even know it you know like it it it's one of those things where it feels like you've been doing this every single week for so many weeks and then boom if they lose all of a sudden it's over but i hate to spoil my score prediction here i, I don't think the bucks lose this week but let's get into the checklist really quickly uh evan what have you got my friend
1: Yeah, so number one, I'm going to say just keep it clean. Um, That means keep Tom Brady clean. Keep him upright, right? Don't let the Philly defensive line, which also has been good. Uh, They have a lot of talented players on that line. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, uh, Josh Sweat, who's questionable in going into the game. He didn't practice all week, but was listed as questionable. yeah i mean just you know keep them clean if philly can get consistent pressure it could be a long day for the bucks offense Uh, so i trust the bucks offensive line it's been so good i think they need to just you know you need to play a clean game here and uh, i do think that um you know if they are gonna do that they could have a lot of success because if you can't pressure brady that's tough to do as a defense to guard a lot of those guys and uh Brady's like you said earlier right way earlier Brady's gonna find the open man if given time mm-hmm. right the way to beat Brady and really any quarterback I hate when they say "Well, oh, the way to beat Brady just hit him <laughs> that's any quarterback you know you, you hit any quarterback and they're gonna they're gonna be rattled so um yeah I think it's, it's gonna be important to keep that pocket clean uh, number two is going to be the linebackers. The, the linebackers have to help out and run defense. They haven't done enough. One of the big reasons why the Bucks' run defense hasn't been as good is because Devin White and Levante David slash Kevin Mentor have not been doing a good enough job. Uh, they just, they really haven't. Um, Devin White especially needs to step up. I know it's been a big storyline uh, this whole year, but more specifically, the last few weeks that Levante David hasn't played. Devin White's played awful football, really. Uh, you know, it's no way to sugarcoat it. So he's got he to step up. And number three, because the weather is what it is, I'm just going to say make your kicks. It's a weird weather game you know with the with the wind the ground will probably be a little bit slick we saw ryan suck up slip last week luckily he's okay um but yeah just just make your kicks don't don't go you know have opportunities to score points and can't cash in suck up did not miss a kick last postseason he's gonna need to do it again
0: yeah james did you have anything you wanted to add to the checklist you know <clears throat> nothing that
2: i can really think of man i mean this is gonna be you know there's no second chances here man if you lose you're out so you really gotta leave it all out there on the field this is the type of game where you know we've seen not honestly not a ton this year but we've still seen it where at times you know this team oh man can't believe they did that that killed this drive you know a flag or just a mistake or something along those lines no room for error man there really isn't so i mean just You know, like what Evan was saying, you know, just kind of play as as much of a clean football as you can play, you know, and that applies to the fundamentals, right? you got to be sure on your tackling. You've got to be sure on not getting penalties. Otherwise, that could be the difference here between you advancing to the next round of the playoffs or you are you going home. Your season is over. That's it. Um, You know, no chance at a second Super Bowl there. So that's kind of a big thing for me is, you know, tackling basic fundamentals you you gotta be on this because there's no other opportunities here to uh redeem yourself after that if you mess up you're you're done
0: yeah well if there is anybody who knows what's at stake i definitely feel like it's the tampa bay buccaneers this week there was a reporter that asked tom brady this week he said listen people have always said that when the playoffs come around tom brady takes it to another level now he's going to deny something like that but we all know that when the playoffs come around Tom Brady takes it to another level, and hopefully he's able to do that with the rest of this Buccaneers roster as well. Those guys know what the deal is. You win or you go home. Let's get to some final score predictions. I will toss mine out there first. Um, Honestly, the final score, I kind of have it playing out very similar to the way it did last time these teams met. Not necessarily the game, just the final score. I do have the Buccaneers coming out on top. I do have them scoring over 30 points at home, which has been quite the hot topic this season. They were only unable to do it one time. So I think the Bucs are going to win this game. And I've got them winning this game 31-24. to I know 31 sounds like a lot of points, but... I just I think the run game gets going, and if it's not the run game, I think it's you know Tom Brady throwing a, a designed route to a running back five yards out in the red zone, and he's able to pad his stats, get a couple of touchdowns on the day. But I do think the Buccaneers put up 31 points, and uh, I do think it'll be close for the most part. I, I think there's going to be a couple of plays that really separate this one, uh, whether it's a turnover by the Buccaneers' defense, right? They're able to go out there and put Tom Brady in a good situation, or it's the other way around. Maybe Leonard Fournette fumbles the ball. You know, it's just plays like that are really going to go a long way in determining this game because there is not going to be that much room for error. So I think whatever team plays the cleanest game at the end of the way, uh, at the end of the day, is going to come out on top. So I've got the Bucks 24 Evan, what is your uh, prediction?
1: I'm going to toss it to James.
0: Okay.
2: Sure. Yeah. So I I think this is actually going to be a low scoring brawl. Man, I really do. Uh, I think the Bucks will win. It's not going to be easy. Again, I said this earlier, none of these teams in the NFC are an easy win, right? Um, Point blank simple as that. I'm going to say 21-17 is going to be the final score. You know, you know, I think that this is, again, you know, the wind playing a big factor. It's going to be wet out there. It's going to be rainy. Yeah, I know players deal with that, but still, you know, it's still a factor. So I think that that is going to affect, you know, what these teams do. Of course, the Buccaneers are going to be expecting the Eagles to run it. So, you know, the Buccaneers will probably want to try and run it themselves. So again, I think this is going to be a low scoring kind of brawl of an affair that, you know has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just barely getting out of this one with a win
1: weeks nine to 17 I'm not counting week 18 because they were playing to backup sorry I'm not I'm not counting that weeks nine to 17 the Eagles were six and two in that stretch okay that's one of the best in in football during that stretch they played well now okay they beaten one team that was now over 500. That's the New Orleans Saints. Okay, they beat them 40 to 29. The Chargers were the other team that had a above 500 record, and the Eagles lost to them. Okay, 27 to 24. So the Eagles have beaten the Broncos, the Saints. The Saints were, I believe, they were dealing with a lot of injuries and um, stuff at that point. I don't, I don't remember who was there, but starting quarterback Trevor Simeon. Okay which I know the Bucks lost to Trevor Simeon, but still. Uh, the Jets, the Washington football team, the Giants, and again, the Washington football team. The quarterbacks that the Eagles defense has faced since week 10, Teddy Bridgewater, Trevor Simeon, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Garrett Gilbert, Jake Fromm, Taylor Heineke, and Dak Prescott, it was against the backups, whatever. The Eagles, you know, the fact is yes, they've earned their way in, right. They have earned their way in. However, they have done it by taking advantage of a pretty easy schedule. And I understand, you know, we've talked about that when teams say, well, Tampa hasn't played anybody. but you play who you play, right? No, there's nothing. That's not the Eagles fault, right? That's not their problem that they're playing these teams. The Eagles while they're playing these bad teams, they have been notorious for slow starts recently. Uh, Greg Allman had a tweet that I found really interesting. Uh, the Bucs have – he acknowledged this, and I was going to say this as well. The Bucks have had some slow starts on offense recently. Uh, they they you know, they haven't really been starting as fast as normal. A lot of that has to do with the guys being out, right? Um, I, I think, you know, Philadelphia, though, Greg Allman says, has been outscored 32-7 to seven in the first quarter of their last four games, and they've given up 100 first-quarter points. That is the second most in the NFL first is the jacksonville jaguars who hold the first overall pick so the eagles have not been a first quarter team so i think the Bucks got to jump on them i do think the the weather plays a factor i think the wind the rain i don't care right the rain rain is rain i said it earlier but the wind will play a factor i do agree with james it's gonna be a dog fight i think it's gonna be a brawl i think it's gonna go down to the end but I think the Bucs just have too much talent. Uh, and I, I don't see Tom Brady losing this game. I, I think the Bucs are going to win 23 to 20. Um, I do think it'll be a, a tough game. I, I really do. People that are expecting uh you know a 17, you know, 20-point win, you're gonna be really disappointed, I think, if you're expecting the Bucs to just come out and dominate in this game because I just I don't see it. Um, with the Eagles their offensive line and their defensive line being so good I think it's going to keep them in the game just enough but I think Tom Brady who are you going to trust more Tom Brady or Jalen Hurts and and I trust Tom Brady in these situations more so I do think the Bucks squeak out with a win and advance to the next round so all is well it's it's closer than some would like but I, I do think that while the Bucs, you know, if the Bucs were completely healthy, if both these teams were at 100% health and the Bucs, let's say they had Antonio Brown, Chris Gowan all them guys, they had everybody, I think the Bucs would win by two scores. But they're, just, they're not healthy, right? Even if Levante David plays, he's not going to be at 100%. So I do think that's going to play a factor. I think it's a close game, but the Bucs win. So after a long-winded thing, I had to put out some stats there. Um, but after a long-winded thing, the Eagles haven't played many good quarterbacks. And when they have played good quarterbacks, those quarterbacks have tore them apart. So the Eagles played the, played the Bucks and Tom Brady. They played the Raiders and Derek Carr. They played Patrick Mahomes. They played Dak Prescott. They lost all those teams. So anytime time they've played a really good quarterback, They've really lost, so I don't know if this week is going to be the first week they beat a good quarterback.
0: All right, let's get my hand, folks. (laughs) Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, the Philly Bucks fan, um, hey, I'm proud of you. I I know that that was a tough prediction for you. I I don't know about the rest of our podcast Mm -hmm. audience, but I was sitting on pins and needles all week long because I truly did not know who you were going to pick. And uh, I'm glad you didn't stick to your homer ways and and take the birds because I know you really wanted to this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, tough, tough decision. I really wrestled with it back and forth, right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't. If I remember correctly,
0: I didn't even introduce he as the Philly Bucks fan this week. No, you did not. Yeah, with 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 all that buildup, I thought you were gonna pick the Eagles to win. I was the look on well, Red's face I, it, with, with the first half of that buildup. I really did not know who he was going to pick because you know I do appreciate the stats, I appreciate the in depth analysis, the breakdown, the quarterback matchups. That's why he's on the show, right? That's why he's the face of the franchise the heel of the program but they are happy to have them um but yeah yeah that, that took some uh that took some guts so i'm proud of you
1: yeah okay well i i know hey, it i know I, it hurts you, it I know it hurt you if, a lot it's if, if are gonna beat any team like i just you know i don't like I'd, I'd prefer they beat this team just so people around me can shut up so like, no I, I don't you know like, i you think know, it's if, a, it's not
0: I think it's a perfect way to cap things off. It's a little bit of uh, just a dose of reality. I mean, not only for just the Bucs, but for the Eagles as well. Let's let's face it. uh, They are Philly. They are in the playoffs, so they deserve our respect as a mutual playoff opponent. But they got here the way that they got here. There's nothing they can do about it. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire podcast. Firstly, thank you so much to James for joining us here on the show. Thanks for waking up early, buddy. It's always good to have you on here uh, in the daylight hours. I know. Usually I'm a vampire.
2: Usually I don't make videos until
0: like 3
2: a.m. at night. So uh, thanks for having me on. Greatly, greatly appreciated. And
0: uh, yeah, man, ready for some Bucks playoff football tomorrow. Absolutely, man. Thanks to everybody checking us out over on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Plenty of great Buccaneers content every single day including the podcast a few times a week. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show and, of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram, and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T, A.K.U.S. if you follow me, I will follow you back. That's the show, folks. Thanks once again for tuning in. We truly do appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you Sunday after the game. Win, lose, or draw. Hopefully, it'll be good news for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm your host, Rhett Matthews, signing off from my co-host, Evan Wanish, and our special guest, James Hill. We'll talk to you guys Sunday after the game. Until then, and as always, go Bucks.